Hey, it's Bill from the Pennsylvania Rock Show. This is Three Questions and a Song, episode number four. Um, with me tonight is John Vento. What's up, John? How you doing, Bill? It's good to hear from you, man. You as well. I, I was explaining the, sh- the podcast to John, but if you're a first-time listener, I'll, I'll give you a little insight. It's literally exactly what the, the title is. I'm going to ask John three questions. He's going to answer them. Um, he will ask a question at the end that I will use to ask the uh, next person on the show. And uh, the third question that he answers tonight will actually be from Brady Novotny, who was on episode number three. So that's the basics, and uh, we're just going to jump right in. So, John, you're involved in quite a few charity events that are musically based. Could you take a moment to talk about them and explain what got you involved in them? Well, you know, Bill... um Sometimes we get a little too much credit, but we're very blessed to have used music as a venue or a platform for charitable causes. So um, basically, when we have concerts, many of our concerts or events or gigs, we include a charity to come along and uh, educate people about their cause uh, and also to help raise money through varying ways, um, you know, different auctions and things like that, and a percentage of the door and all that stuff. Uh, and it's been really successful. And, you know, we started this way back when in 1997 with the Businessmen Band. <laughs> this might kind of sound funny, but the, the initial reason behind it is we weren't very good back then. <laughs> and we figured, who now is going to criticize a band that's playing for charity? <laughs> so, so. You know, and it just stuck, and we created so many beautiful friendships and so much love, and it was just good for everybody. And wow, it's hard to believe here we are 22 years later, and we're we're still doing it. Now, not every show's for charity. You know, you've got to also pay the bills of the right, band. Right. So, um, you know, we're kind of selective of what we can can't do, uh, but it's it's just been such a blessing. And and actually, I think I met you. Years ago, I can't remember exactly where it was, or I, I got to learn about you. Um, you were so kind in supporting one of our, our events and one of our charities, and so it's just been a really cool. So, th- th- this little like there's no segues or anything. Here's question number two. <laughs> got it. Go. If, if you could change one thing about your local scene, what would it be? Wow, that's so easy. I think it's. It would be the attitude and the support and the respect amongst musicians that are primarily in my generation. I'll say the older guys, Bill, you know, the guys that are in their 50s and 60s. I'm not sure that we all love and support and respect each other the way we should. And I am happy to say that I don't, I don't see that same negative vibe in the younger groups around the city. Um, but you know, when you go to other places, particularly places like Cleveland and Detroit and even Harrisburg and central PA, all the bands and musicians kind of just support each other and are, are complimentary and loving. And, you know, music's not about competition. It's about the art. And I just respect the hell out of anybody that's out there doing it. I think that would be the one thing that I would, I would change uh, if I had, you know, magic wand. You, you, 
said the older generation. I'll be honest with you. I read an article um, in the Trib about you recently, and I couldn't believe you were as old as it said you were. Yeah, I'll say it. 57. Thank you. Uh, how much do you want to pay for that comment? <laughs> you, pay, you pay credit cards. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, brother. Anyone that's not familiar with John, um, his his bands do do a lot of charity events, and um, the one that that I didn't get, I didn't go last year, but Corbury Woodstock that that is an amazing show, and um, if you guys get a chance, you should go check that one out. It's literally in John's backyard. <laughs> yeah, hey, and you know, I want to remind you that you have a lifetime uh, guest pass. Remember that you don't need to. You know, you just let me know you're coming. You can so supportive, so you and the family and friends or whatever, okay, man? Thank you. All right, so here, here's the time, John, where we move on to the song. So we're going to be playing Baby Blues off of Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that song? Sure. Um, it's the very first song that we uh, demoed and that we recorded for the project, and it's a song all about regret. Um at the time that that was written, I was facing and, and dealing with some very serious health issues on top of the fact that I had screwed up another nice relationship. And um, I got a visit from a friend who also is a songwriter, Bert Lobel, who co-wrote the song with me. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those moments where it all just came together and um, we went to David Granati to kick off the project. He played such a beautiful acoustic guitar, uh, and and Bert did a wonderful job in just tweaking and tweaking and really refining those lyrics. And um, for me, it's my favorite song on uh, it's my favorite song on the album, and it's um, it's just so meaningful, it's so personal. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Brady said he actually met you when you were recording that album. And yeah, we had a joke about invading each other's sessions <laughs> because Brady uh, was in the middle of his album. As, actually, we were kind of parallel tracks, and that's how we met, only to find out we had all kinds of connections. Including the, Hill, the same church, right? The same church, Victory Church, and uh, Penn Hills, and uh, my dear friend John Fox, the great rocker, Currently, oh, the yes. guitarist with Glitz, uh, and Todd Michael Watson, my dear friend and great drummer with Glitz. So it was just, it was just so cool. And Brady and I have become wonderful friends, uh, getting to know each other through the past two years of working with Dave Granati. All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and play Baby Blues. And while they're listening to that, John is going to, to, uh, get prepared for the third question, which came from Brady. And he's going to come up with a question for Anthony Leone, which is our next guest. Reflected 
So up next, Brady's going to ask his question. So my question for John is, in the way that the music industry has shifted, are you a fan of this new model or not, and why? Well, well, that's a big, big question. You know, clearly the new model, on one hand, is a big, giant negative because it, it, it makes it tough to monetize your music. Uh, you know, the old days, if you, if you were a great talent and you worked your craft and you were able to latch on and record good music, there was a reward for that in the form of record sales and maybe support from a label and so on. So on one hand, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the new model because it's sadly the art, uh, of creating music has been diminished. On the other hand, with platforms that exist the internet and social media it opens a whole new door for independent artists that otherwise would not be open so 
I guess I lean more toward um, being more positive than negative on the new model. So, Brady, uh, the answer to my question is that I, I kind of like the new model because it creates opportunities that uh, otherwise would, would not be presented. Okay, so that was John. Way and I, I really thought you were going to go the other way with that one when you started. Yeah, you mean go uh, like I hate it. Yeah, and uh, I'm, more, I'm an optimist, and and it, and it does open doors for guys like me, you know, independent artists that are. I've got people listening to my music all over the world, and uh, you know, our one track on the album is number 18 on iTunes in Canada. Nice. That that couldn't have happened in the old way. You know, where the A&R guy comes along chomping on his cigar and, <laughs> you know, trying to screw you out of a record deal or whatever or, <laughs> with a big company. Well, he he gets you the deal, but then takes the money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I meant. You get yeah. the deal, but you get screwed out of the cash. Hey, so we're, we're at the end, John. What, what I need from you is a question for Anthony. All right, I'm ready. And my question is not musical related. My question for Anthony was that if you could take the band any city in the world and perform exactly as your band is now, where would that be and why? Hey, John. Well, th thanks for taking the time to hang out with me for a few minutes tonight. Uh, thank you, Bill. And hey, Bill, thank you. You've supported local and, well, not just local, but you've supported independent music for a long time, my brother. And, uh, I can tell you that it's greatly appreciated. It's it's a fun hobby, and I keep finding more ways to do it. That's how this popped up. <laughs> Just keep that wife of yours happy, little bit. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've been listening to episode number four of Three Questions and a Song. You can find us at podcastyourscene.com and buildyourscene.com. Make sure you check us out in two weeks when we talk to Anthony from Silk Nine.